0: Thank you, Caleb. we begin at Acts chapter 3. Our topic for today is in the name of, in the name of, in the name of. Uh, We had no poster this week. Creativity was on the down low. Our topic for for this week for today is in the name of in the name of. Uh, I've come to notice that as believers as Christians, there are certain things we we say uh, that we really don't sit down to think through them. We really don't take time uh if you can have your video on and appreciate thank you very much we we don't take time to to know or to 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 what is it called to internalize what it means to say those things okay uh, there are certain there are certain statements that we found people saying, because I know that we are not the first Christians, you might be the first Christian in your home, not first Christian but first born again believer, first person to be saved, you might be the first one in your home to do that, but there are certain things that we found the church saying and and mostly saying as a matter of today we found the church saying and uh and 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 and, and we we just we just went with the flow and we started saying those things. When we are praying, we say those things. When we are worshiping, we we say those things. Uh, and we just went with the flow. We just went with the flow. But we we have never sat down to internalize, to think through, to define and know exactly what those things mean. We've never sat down to, to really understand the gravity or the weight that those words do carry and because of that we just say them and sometimes when we continue to grow if we do not do that if we do not internalize if we don't get to to that point where we understand what it is we are saying not that we don't understand what it is but we are consciously saying them out of an understanding out of another and out of our consciousness uh, that we have, that we have learned, those things end up not working for us. They just become choruses. Uh, yes, they just become choruses. And one of those things, one of those statements is in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We've never really sat down to internalize and think through and know what it means to say in the name of Jesus. So we use up a statement that over time has just been turned into a statement, but it does not we do not carry the functionality of what it means to say and come in the name of Jesus. Okay? So we end up saying in the name of Jesus after every prayer in the name of Jesus, after every prayer in the name of Jesus, 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 the name of Jesus. but the the authority, the 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 power, the audacity of that name does not come into play because this is just a statement that we found people using and we have grown up knowing that when you pray, you have to end the prayer with, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody says, amen, it has become a chorus. So it carries no meaning for us whatsoever. It carries no meaning for us whatsoever. We do not understand why it is so. And if we understand why it is so, we understand it from a periphery point. We don't, we don't, we don't understand it wholesomely. We don't understand it wholesomely. And there are so many other statements. There are so many other statements that we never understand what it means. We never understand, we never dig deep into to know what it means to say this. Because certain statements are not just to be said, certain statements are to, are not to be said, are not just to be said, or, or they are not meant even to be said, they are meant for you to become. Certain statements are meant for you to become like what it is that you are saying so that you you become the embodiment of those statements. And when you become the embodiment of those statements, when you become the embodiment of those teachings, when you become the embodiment of those traditions, of those practices, those things begin to happen at your presence. Things begin to happen. Things begin to shift at your presence. Things begin to... To, to to happen as it should happen when you represent, when you become a representation of those statements of those words of those practices of those traditions and all those things do you understand what I'm saying? Yes mm. so, when, when you are asked to explain, why is it that we say in the name of Jesus when we pray, or when, we are, when we are <laughs> we're doing something that's, that, that's, that somewhat translates to "It's not in our capability to do. We invoke the name of Christ. You cannot really give a straight answer because even that name has not worked for you the invoking of that name has not worked for you okay so so it becomes difficult to understand it become it becomes difficult to continue defending or coming in the name because we do not understand why is that 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 we say this thing what what is a name what is the name what is a name what what is the name uh, why are we given names why do we give things names why do we why do we give things names why do we give processes names why what 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 is the name what what is entailed in a name that That when a child is born, they have to be referred to by a name. What is the reason that a cow has to be given a name and what it produces has to be given a name? Is a name just a means to differentiate you and I? Is, is a name just uh, 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 a, a, a thing that, that denotes the difference between so-and-so and so-and-so? And so. Uh, but why, 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 why exactly do we have names? What is so important that we, we couldn't be given numbers? Though, if also we were given numbers, they could become they could become names, Come, become names. John Mark, you can you can just share the screen or the camera with whomever you are with. Now you've made me curious. <laughs> uh, so so why are we given names? why are we given names and uh and 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 forty one forty two <clears throat> that one would be you as i forty one <laughs> uh and 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 is the importance of the name the name literally the name or or there's something that goes behind the name, so that what it what does it mean to be given a name? Because uh, there is a difference between when two people are called. There must be a difference between two Johns. We can't call them John, First John and Second John and Third John. We we literally can't call them that. There has to be something different that goes behind them. I want you to understand that a name is not an identity. A name is not an identity. Your literal name is not your identity. Your literal name is not your identity. That's why I, I fully don't agree with the school of thought, that uh when you are named after a certain uh when you are named after a certain person you you automatically follow the character traits of that person i i I really don't fully agree with that school school of thought uh but but why are we given names why is it important that that you have something that we refer to you as, and we just don't refer to you as girl one, girl two, girl three, or girl with long hair. And no, there's a name. Uh, And uh, I really don't have an answer to why we are given names. So if you were expecting an answer, I'm sorry to disappoint you. (laughs) I really don't have an answer as to why we are given names, but but, but a name is, is built. A name is not an identity, but, but you, we, ref, we use your name to refer to your identity. Okay? So your name does not build, your literal name does not build your identity, but your identity helps us to, your identity builds a name for you. It builds a name for you. It, uh so that when we hear Ivy, uh we know that Ivy is dependable, we know that Ivy is uh is tall, we know that Ivy is 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 one you can trust, is one who can bail you out. We know that Ivy is is <laughs> we know that Ivy is 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 this and this and this. These are things that that Ivy has had to develop that uh, uh, are identified with her. So that when you hear Ivy, you you understand, you know. Immediately, Ivy is mentioned. In your mind, it means she is trustworthy. She is faithful. She is dependable. She is, she is, she carries wisdom. These are things that Ivy has done over a period of time that builds her identity and, and, and because she has multiple things that, 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 uh, uh, can, that, she has multiple things that can be identified with her. Then we have one word that refers to all these things so that when you hear Ivy, all the character traits that she comes with can be related to that name. So the moment Ivy is mentioned, we know that she's hardworking. We know that she is, she is elite. in, 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 in every, We know that she doesn't give up. All those things come about. The same is the same happens when it comes to the opposite. So, 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 uh, let's say, uh, Medusa. So, let's say Medusa, uh, Medusa. So, when we hear the name Medusa, we know that Medusa is. When we hear the name Medusa, we know that Medusa is a thief. We know that Medusa is is, is is a coward. All those things. These are things that Medusa has had to develop over a period of time that that benchmark her identity. So that when her name is mentioned, we know that we cannot leave our phones around. We know that we have to work with our wallets intact. We have to work with, with with the zippers of our pockets closed because Medusa is around. Uh, we, we When my friends and I uh, have so many stories, and because we have so many stories, we also have so many characters to our stories. So Tunachapa's story, and if someone is new, uh, she, she or he, and askezi stories na stories So on on the day you meet the person you've been hearing over and over and over and over, sometimes you have built you have built a mental picture of how this person looks like because of the stories you've had being mentioned alongside their name. So on the day that you meet, oh, this is, this is, hi, meet Caleb. It's either you're disappointed, maybe you thought Caleb was tall, dark, light, or something like that, but because his name was mentioned alongside certain stories, it has built a character trait. And because of how you are built as a human being, you have an image, you you have the ability to, to 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 create images out of the stories that you are told. So story you, let's wana so and so so and so anakimbiza wa nini nini. So on the day you meet so-and-so, so and so, you expect this person at an kimbiza. And then contrary, it was just a one-time story. Naum says so in eventually you end up learning this person from a personal point, and maybe the stories that you've had collaborate with who he is, or they do not collaborate with who he is. But whenever his name is mentioned, the image that you've always built of the person comes to your mind. And this is the same case. This is the same case for a person who has not had an encounter, a personal encounter with Christ. Every time they see you, every time they and interact with you, every time they talk to you, you, your life and your lifestyle should, should always speak in the name of so that on the day they meet Christ, the representation or the image of Christ that has been built in them is the image of Caleb. It's the image of John Mark. It's the image of Lavenda. It's the image of Ivy. So when they see Christ, when they eventually meet Christ, they see a similarity to Vanessa. They see a similarity... uh, to 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 whomever because their life in itself speaks of in the name of I don't know if you understand what I'm saying So we have an obligation To understand what it means, not just to say in the name of Jesus Christ. We have an obligation to understand what it means and the gravity and the weight that it carries to speak on behalf of Christ. Amen. 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 So, we're not going to be here for long. I'm about to finish. But it's going to be a while. The definition of a word name is a set of words by which a person or a thing is referred to. A name is a set of words by which a person or a thing is referred to. It's a set of words by which a person or a thing is referred to. As I've said, a name is not an identity, but a name refers to an identity. A name refers to an identity. A name literally points you to a certain direction. A name literally points you to a certain direction. Some of us are where we are today uh, in this world, especially in our world, because we literally don't have names. We literally don't have names. Another definition of a name is 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 a famous person or fame. Some of us are where we are today because we literally don't have names. There are people you went to school with you passed you you passed your exams and they did not pass their exams but they went to national schools because their father or their grandfather has a name. Uh, and then they went to that national school and when KCAC came, they did not pass so well, but because of that same name, they were admitted to to campus. Uh, and then you went to campus with them, you had your first class, uh, uh, they had their second class lower, But now they are your boss in a certain company. They are your boss because their father or their grandfather or their mother has a name. They they literally have a name. And that name works for them. When when their father appears in a a certain office and say, hey, you know what, My, my daughter needs uh, a, a position uh, a position is created a position is literally created for them because of the name they do have when that name is mentioned in in in, cor- in circles in certain circles manze fear, fear literally fear literally just Pierces the hearts of men because that name is is carries fear. They they know what that name can do. They know what that name can do. And and this is the thing, this is the thing. They are in a position where sometimes they do understand, or sometimes they don't understand what it means to be associated with that name what it means to be part of that name so 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 we have been given a name we have been given a name but the mistake that we've we've mentioned that we that we that is happening is that the name that we have been given we have not understood what it means to carry that name and all we do is just mention that name we become like like that child who tells other children in the in the playground and that child continues to say that and say that and say that until it gets to a time when when the child says that, the other children don't give a hoots about it. They don't bother about it because ever since they were told in Babangu, nothing has ever happened. Like nothing happened. Meaning the name of the father did not come through for the child. So the child dambia babang. And then nothing happened. But there is this child mwenye kwambia, we joke kincho kodha ndambia baba yako, unachana naeko, sababu unajua akiambia baba yake. Baba yake atakuja kwenyu, akuchape, achape baba yako, achape mama yako, awafunganishe, na awaosheshe The thing is, we've been given a name that is powerful, that has authority, but we do not understand what it means to be associated, what it means to come in the name of Christ, what it means to come in the name of Jesus. And all we ever do, all we keep on doing is that story of that child. Ndambia babayangu. Ndambia babangu, Ndambia babayangu. Ndambia babayangu. We were reading Acts, that's where we're starting, Acts chapter 3. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man, lame, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which was called Beautiful I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Let me say that again in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. It's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful story that you've heard of every time the topic of a sermon is the name Jesus, or the topic of the sermon is Jesus, or the name that is above every other name. You've heard of this over and over and over again. But I want to give you a bit of context. To this scripture. And I want us to look keenly in the scripture and, and notice a few things. Just notice a few things and then and then we'll go. And a certain man, lamb from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily. So this man was brought to the temple and laid daily at a gate called beautiful this man was there on a daily basis. They brought him on a daily basis. I want you to notice that, that this man was always there. He was always there. It doesn't say from when till when, but it says that he was brought there daily. So, so I'm assuming if you are a regular to the temple, you would have seen him. Or if you are regular to the temple and your route, the shortest, the, sh- the shortest route to the temple was the one that led to the get called beautiful, you would have seen this man. Just like you know, there is always some there is always a kiosk at a certain point on your way home. There's a certain mama mwenya uzanga vijiko, anakuanga kwa certain spot, home, you know, you know exactly where this person is, you know. So this man was there on a daily basis. You could not miss him. You could not miss him. Another thing that uh, you should know, or oh, it is more than obvious, It was not the first time that John and Peter were going to the temple. It wasn't the first time that John and Peter were going to the temple. It wasn't the first time. So uh, because they were regulars to the temple, they had been going to the temple because it was tradition It wasn't about being born again. It was tradition for the Jewish men and women to go to the temple at specific hours to pray. So John and Peter were accustomed to going to the temple. And let's say time and again, they would use the get beautiful. So this man was there. John and Peter were going there every day to worship. Let's say every day on the days that they were in Jerusalem. And because these were old men, the days that were in Jerusalem were many days. So they, they knew, they knew that there was a man who borrowed, who, who begged for, 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 for money at the gate, who was sitting there every day, every day. They went in every day, every day and saw him. And, and, and sometimes they used another gate so they did not see him. But, but they, they frequented the the, the, the the temple, and this man was there on a daily basis. But on this day, what makes the difference that on this specific day, they did not bypass him, on this specific day, they did not give him money, on this specific day, they did not, they did not, On this specific day, they decided to do something. What was the difference? What was the difference? What was the difference? That on this day, John and Peter had the audacity in themselves to say, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. What was the difference on this specific day? Why did they do this before? Why didn't they do this on any other day that came before that day? Why? What, what new insight had gotten into them that they realized they carried something that could make a lame man walk? Let's go to Acts 1. Let's go to Acts chapter 1. Verse 4 And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me, for truly John, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, saying, at this time, will you restore Uh, her? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And you shall receive power. Let's go to verse chapter two. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews devout men from every nation under heaven, and it continues and continues. And then it goes to chapter three. Chapter three is a result of men who are filled with the spirit of God. Chapter 3 is a result of men who are filled with power. Chapter 3 is a result of men who are baptized by the Holy Spirit men who now have come to an understanding of what it means to be saved men who have come into an understanding of what it means to carry the name of Christ that when they say in the name of Jesus Christ something must happen because when invoking the name of Christ it it does not just When invoking the name of Christ, you invoke the attributes, the characters that are coupled with the name of Christ. So everything comes into submission of the name when a person understands the name that they are carrying. Peter and John before this day had not been filled by the Spirit of God. They were not courageous. You remember, this is the same Peter who, 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 uh, who denied Christ. The same Peter who denied Christ is the same Peter who spoke boldly and 3,000 men gave their lives to Christ. At this time, when the spirit comes in, when you are filled by the spirit, he brings an understanding of becoming. He brings an understanding of what it means, not just to say, but to come in the name of Jesus. So Peter tells him, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. In the name of Jesus, he becomes a representation of that name. He becomes a representation of the name that has been given to them. They did not speak in tongues. They did not hold a vigil. They understood what it means to come in the name of Christ, to come in the name of Christ, to come in the name of Christ. A name is built so that it can mean something. A name is built over time so that it can mean something. A name must carry value. A name must carry value. A name indicates that work, reputation, character, integrity, ETC has gone into it over a period of time. Over a period of time. Or even the opposite of it, that is not valuable, but indicates something has gone into it over a period of time. There are things that someone must do so that their name begins to carry value. Today, when Uhuru speaks, things are done. Because he ran for an election, and depending on the school of thought that you come from, he either won or stole. (laughs) But he did something. He did something that empowers his name so that when he speaks, people run Run to do, run to actualize what he speaks because he has done something that has put value on his name. A name is just... it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen that that when we hear uh, when we hear the name Miriam, we are supposed to bow down no it does, it doesn't just happen. There must be something that Miriam does there's something that that she is known for that when her name is mentioned in, in, in certain quarters in certain circles, either things move or things become stagnant or things like something something that she has done, something that she is known for something that she's known for. As I've said, a name represents something. So that the mention of it, the attributes of the said thing are known, a name represents something so that when it is mentioned, the attributes that are coupled with it are known, they are known, let's go to John 17, the book of John 17. John seventeen. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to the heaven and said, Father, the hour, the hour has come, glorify your son, that your son also may glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. As you have given him authority. As you have given him authority. That is very important to note. As you have given him authority. Where does the authority come from? Where does the authority that God, Gives Christ come from it, it. We will see it later, but where does it come from? And this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, oh Father, remember a name is built over. Over a period of time and over certain things that you have done. All those things are credited to that name. So that when that name is mentioned, the 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 when when the name is mentioned, all those things that the person has done or the thing is known for come to mind. They come to mind. It 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 brings a certain authority depending on what this person has done over the time. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name. There we go again. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. I have manifested your name. I have manifested your name to the people whom you have given me there was the reason christ came is so that people can can have a visible manifestation of the god they never saw so christ is saying i have manifested your name i have manifested your name he did not just come and And say, Oh, I'm the son of God. Oh, I'm the son of God. No, oh, I'm this. No, that couldn't work. He had to show who his father was. He had to show who sent him. He had to to manifest, is to bring into establishment, is to bring into realization, is to bring into, into, uh, is to make known, to manifest, is to make known of something. So Christ says, I have manifested your name. So the things that Christ did, he did not do for his name. He did so that he can manifest the name of who he had come to represent. You understand what I'm saying? That Christ came, he healed the lepers, he cleansed cleansed the lepers, healed the sick, uh, brought sight to the blind man, gave men joy. He did all these things so that he can manifest the name. He knew the authority of he who had sent him. So he did all those things under the authority of the name of Christ, but of the name of God, the Father. But he did not just do them under the authority of the name of the Father. He did all those things so that he can showcase the name of, of the father so that when the people are asked who is God the father they can attribute they can see the name through what Christ had done mm mm-hmm. i have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world they are yours you gave them to me and they have kept your word now 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 they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. Listen to that. Now they have known that all things that you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me. And they have received them and have known surely that I came forth from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world. <clears throat> this, that is interesting. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. and all And all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name, Those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. Keep them through your name. Keep them through your name. Keep them through your name. What does that mean? To keep them through your name. What does it mean? It does not mean to keep them by mentioning God. So God does not keep us because this is a prayer that Christ is making for us. God, Christ is saying, I pray for, I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours and all mine are yours and yours are mine and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world. I am no longer here to, 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 to take care of them, but I pray, but these are in the world. I am not in the world, but I, I am living them in the world. And I come to you. Holy Father, keep them through your name. What is does it mean to keep them through your name? Remember that we have read that Christ came and he manifested the name. I pray that you understand this. I pray that you understand this by the Spirit. I pray that you understand this completely. Christ came and he manifested the name of God. What does it mean that Christ manifested the name of God? As he has said, he came, he healed, he he came, he, he taught about the kingdom, he came, he showed how to be a person of the kingdom, he showed how to be a person of faith, he showed how to be led by the spirit, he manifested the name, he manifested the name. And he's saying, keep them through your name. It is through the manifestations that we are kept. It is the manifestations that attribute the name. It is not the name God. God is a reference to what Christ manifested. So he's saying, I am no longer in the world, but they are. So I am praying that you keep them through your name. What does it mean to be kept through your name? That when you get sick, the manifestation of the name is healing. And when healing comes forth to you, God is answering the prayer that Jesus made. He is keeping you through his name. He's not there in the heaven saying, God, 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 God. He's not there in the heavens saying, in the name of God, in the name of God, in the name of God, in my name, in my name. No, no, no. He's not saying that. There's a manifestation that is happening. There's something that can attribute attributed to his name so that when you hear God, you understand that he's a good father. When you hear God, you understand that he's a healer. When you hear God, you understand that he's a provider. When you hear God, you understand that he's the God my king. He is the God my banner, the God of hosts, the Lord of hosts, my fighter, my ref- all these things, that is a prayer that is being answered and the prayer is made by Christ I pray that you keep them through your name do you understand what I'm saying do you understand what I'm saying, do you understand what the scriptures is saying keep them through, I have manifested your name So through my life, through my life, someone can see my life. And when they see my life, they see God. Through my life, someone can see what I do, how I live, and they see God. Why? Because I am manifesting the name of God. That is what Jesus is saying. And then he says, keep them through your name. How do we know the name? How do we know the name? We know the name by the manifestations of Christ. So if you want to understand how God is keeping you, you have to understand that he is keeping you through his name and because he's keeping you through his name, you have to go and see what Christ manifested when he was on earth. And as, as, as you see, now that you know, you know that he was manifesting the name of the father. So that when someone says the father, they understand who the father is because Christ was made to be the image, the visible image, the visible image of the invisible God, the visible image of the invisible God. What is the the visible image? The visible image is Christ on the cross. The visible image is Christ the, the Redeemer, Christ the Healer, Christ the Savior. All these things a manifestation of the name of God. Are you loving this like I'm do, like I, like I am, like I am? I'm loving this. I'm loving this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. Keep them through your name, those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. So Christ came to manifest the name of the Father because he and the Father were one. I'm saying were because of the context of of Scripture that, that we are reading, not that they have ceased being one. So he was able to manifest. He was able to manifest the name, not because he was sent to manifest the name. That was not the reason he was able to manifest the name. The reason he was able to manifest the name is because he and the name he was manifesting were one. Come on, guys, come on, guys, come on, guys, come on, guys, come on, guys. guys. The reason he can be able to do the assignment he was sent to do is not because he was sent to do the assignment. It is because he was empowered to do the assignment. The empowering to do the assignment comes from a union that is inseparable and that union is one. Let me say that again. Let me say that again. The reason he was able to complete his assignment successfully is not because he was sent to complete his assignment successfully. The reason he was able to complete his assignment is because he was empowered to complete his assignment. The empowering to complete his assignment was not an empowering of being given guns and weapons and power power, beba, Ch-way power, beba. No. The, 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 the empowerment is the oneness. It is the oneness. So when he comes to manifest the name, he does not know, he is not manifesting a name he had of. He is manifesting a name he has become a name that he is. Ah, Labrasque, Lebrando, lo Labrasa. He's manifesting a name that he himself is. It becomes easy for him to manifest the name of the father because he is the father. He is the father. He's not manifesting the name because he was sent to look like the father. He was not sent to look like the Father. He was the Father. Catch this, catch this, catch this, catch this. This will help you. So that every time you are praying and you invoke the name of Jesus, you do not invoke it from a place of being disempowered. Because most of the times when we pray in the name of Jesus, we always pray in the name of Jesus from a place of not being able to complete the task. (laughs) Believers, Christians, always invoke the name of Jesus. One, not always, most of the time, invoke the name of Jesus. One, as a tradition, we have been taught to say in the name of Jesus after every prayer. Second, it is a sign of no faith. So that when you come to an up obstacle that you think will defeat you, you say, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Let me say that again. You come to a space and it is difficult. It is difficult for you. It is at that time that you say, in the name of Jesus. Subconsciously, you are saying, I am not able to do this. And you are not saying, with God, everything is possible. You are saying, I am deficient to do the task that is ahead of me. So Jesus, come help me. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Because for you to manifest the name, you have to be empowered. And being empowered is being one. It is being one with the name. It is being one with the name. It is being one with the name. name. Now I'm no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father. Keep them through your name, those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. They may be one as we are one. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. (laughs) When I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept. He has kept them in his name, in the name of the Father. And none of them is lost except the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. Talking about Judas, talking about Judas Judas in this place, in this point. But now I come to you. Mute your mic, please. When I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And we'll come and look at the word, again at the word when in reference to the name. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. Ah yeah yeah yeah. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Remember the reason. Remember, I'll say this again. Remember the reason you are able to complete a task, and an assignment that you have been given is not because you have been sent. It is because you've been empowered. That's why Christ is saying, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And remember, He has put His word above His name. I'll explain what that means. I'll explain what that means. He has put his word above his name. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Because without the sanctification of truth, without the sanctification of the word, then the assignment becomes difficult to complete. Because it is the word that brings you to oneness. And now faith comes by hearing and by hearing of the word of God. Faith is not an act. Faith is who you are. Faith is not an act. There are acts of faith, but faith is not an act. It is who you are. So when you are sanctified by the truth and the word of God is truth, you keep on hearing the truth. And when you keep on hearing the truth, you become the word of God. And when you become the word of God, you bear the name of the word. And the name of the word is Christ. Tell me you're getting this. Faith comes by hearing. It comes by hearing the word of God. And then Christ says, I sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. Because after that, he says, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them. For the mission to be successful. For you to accomplish that which you have been sent to do, you have to be empowered. You have to be empowered. For you to be empowered, it is not to be given power as a weapon, like as a gun, as a separate entity from you. For you to be empowered, you have to become one. So sanctification by the truth comes by the word, because the word is truth. And when you hear, you become, faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. So you become Christ when you hear, and when you become Christ when you hear, you become Come the name, you carry, you do not carry the name as a luggage, you carry the name as yours. So the manifestation of the name becomes easy because you are manifesting who you are. You are manifesting who you are. And then the mission becomes easy. The mission becomes easy to do successful and for their sake i sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth we will see that we will see we will we'll see why christ sanctifies himself because because scripture talks about when uh, uh, we will see that when we get to second corinthians chapter 5 when we get to second corinthians chapter 5 And then he says, I do not pray for this alone, meaning the disciples, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Those who will believe in him through the word of the disciples. So sanctify them by the truth. So the word that they speak is, is that." Thank you, Lord, for revelation. Listen to this. Listen to this. I do not pray for this alone. The people he's praying for at the time are the disciples and his followers, the people who are with him at the time. So he's not praying for them alone. He's saying, but I also pray for those who will believe in me through their word. He does not say, I pray for them who will believe in me through your word. No, he says, I pray for those who will believe in me through their word. Christ is saying, like, okay, okay, okay. Let me, let me let me bring this down to, to, to us. So I am here. I'm making a prayer for you. And I'm saying I am not praying for Vanessa alone. I'm not praying for Vanessa alone, Father. I am praying for those people who will... I'm not praying for Vanessa alone. I'm not praying for Lavenda alone. I'm not praying for Clarice alone. I am praying for those who will believe me through the word of Vanessa, through the word of Lavenda, through the word of Clarice, I'm not saying, Christ is not saying, now that I'm speaking, I'm speaking Mimia Pandio Christ, Mimia Pandio Jesus. I am not saying, I am praying for those who will believe me when Vanessa, Lavenda and Clarice speak to them about me. When they speak my word. No, 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 no. I'm saying, he's saying, I am praying for those who will believe me through their word. Meaning that when you come to this place, when you come to, yes, you're getting it now. You're getting it now. You're getting it now. When, When you come to this place, you are not just speaking the word of God. Your word becomes equivalent to his word because it is the same thing. Amen. Amen. It is the same thing. It ought to be the same thing. He does not say, I am praying for Peter. I am not, I am praying for Peter. I'm praying for John. I'm not, he's saying, I'm not praying for Peter and John alone. I am praying for those who will believe me through the word of John and Peter. So that when Peter comes to the beautiful gate and he says, in the name of jesus rise up and walk the lame man does not believe in the word of christ he believes in the word of peter he believes in the word of peter and when he believes in the word of peter because peter has understood what it means to invoke the name the word of peter is the same word that christ is speaking God, give me a way to explain this even better. So, Peter, Amanda Kasema, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. But the lame man, in his position, he is not believing in Christ because he has not seen Christ. He's seeing Peter and he's hearing Peter. The faith that lifts him up from the ground to to try and walk is because he has seen Peter and he's convicted by what Peter has said. He's believing in the word of Peter. The word of Peter is effective because Peter is an answer to the prayer, may they be one as you and I are one. So Peter and God and Christ are one at that point because of the understanding that Peter carries. So whatever Peter speaks is what God would speak. His word is equivalent to the word that God would speak because they are one. And at that point, the name of Peter is not Peter. The name of Peter is God the Father because he is walking in the name of Christ. The sickness that this man carries bowed to Peter because because he invoked the name of God. He invoked the name of Jesus, not just by saying it, but by becoming one with it. Do you get it? 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 I know you do. Your spirit does. that they all may be one as you, you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. That the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one the glory that you gave me i have given to them that they may be one just as we are one i in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one that they are the and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me father i desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where i am that they may be, may behold my glory. Let me explain that. Let me explain that. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be, may be with me where I am. Remember in scriptures above, he's saying, I do not pray that you take them from the world. I am not, of, I'm not in the world. So Christ here is speaking as though he's already been crucified and he has resurrected and, and gone to be with the Father you understand he's he's not speaking he's speaking present tense he's speaking no he's not he's speaking now tense there's a there's a quagmire here he's speaking present tense in a dimension that is in he's speaking present tense no He's speaking present tense, but in the dimension that he is, he's speaking future tense. Yes, he's speaking present tense. So he's saying, I pray that you take that you, that they may be with me where I am. So in the dimension that he is, he is already seated in heaven, seated at the right hand of God. He's already been crucified, resurrected and gone. Because all the time he's speaking about how I'm not in the world, but they are in the world. How I have left the world, and I'm praying that you not, that they may not leave the world. So he's speaking, he he's speaking from eternity, yet the reality is that, the physical reality is that he's in the world. Do you understand that? So he's speaking of present tense, of now tense, in a dimension that is in the past. So people are wondering what are you saying what are you saying what are you saying if you listen to him from the from from the ears of the physical ears you will wonder what is what is Christ saying you pray that they may be where i am but you are here you are here with us what are you praying you're praying nonsense but he is speaking from a dimension that already it is past already in that time he is gone he is finished he, it is finished So he's speaking of things that have not happened as though they have already happened. He's living in the reality of the the life after the cross. Though the cross has not happened as yet. Come on. Come on, I pray that you get that. This is what I wanted to say. Father, I desire that they also they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am. So before he prayed and said, do not take them from the world. Do not take them from the world. I pray that you do not take them from the world, but you preserve them in the world. Preserve them in the world. But then again, he comes and says, I pray that they may be with me where I am. You have to look through scripture. You have to look forward. You have to look forward. And Paul explains it. Paul explains it that he is seated at the right hand of God. He is seated at the right hand of God. At that time, when it, it, is, it is the picture that Stephen saw. And he saw the Son of Man seated in the throne. So Christ is saying, I pray that they may be with me where I am. The prayer for Christ is that you become a co-heir with him, a co-heir with him. At that time, he's already praying for you to become a partaker of the proceeds of the name that is above every other name. that they may behold my glory which you have given me for you loved me before the foundation of the world remember the scripture says that before the foundation of the world the lamb was slain jesus jesus is 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 taking us in this very scripture he's taking us cross time like like he he's speaking of things that are in the past, in the forward, in the present, in the past, in the forward, in the present. That is the advantage of seeing things from a place of eternity. He's saying, you love me, the glory that you gave to me before I came. And now he's saying, don't take them because I have already left. Let them be here. And then again, he's praying and saying, let them be with me where I am so that they may behold my glory. That's the providence. Of knowing the name of the providence of knowing the name of. Oh righteous father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known you that you sent me. And I have declared to them your name, and will declare it that the love with which you love me, the love with which you love me, may be in them. And I in them. And I in them. And I in them. Mm. And I in them. And I in them. What a lovely passage of scripture. What a lovely passage of scripture to study. John 1, 12, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. He gave them the right to become children of God. To become children of God is to bear the name of the Father. Most of us have surnames. We have family names. that have been passed down, that have been passed down to us over and over and over from generations past. We have names that have been passed over and over and over and over from many generations backwards. And we are known to be of this family, the were the Wamaidas, the Othiambos, And all those names, this is the same thing. But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God. To become a child of God is not just to become a child of God, it is to bear the name of God. If it was physical terms, after you were born again, you would be called Vanessa Yahweh. Caleb Yahweh. You would adopt, you've been adopted to bear the name, to bear the name. So that when you speak of this name and you're praying and you're speaking this name, you're not just mentioning a name and expect. This is the thing. We have been really taught badly about the name of Jesus that you see people casting out demons and they think when they say Jesus that the demon will run and get scared. <laughs> so guys are saying, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I've had demons say Jesus. I've heard them say Jesus. They say it. They say it. And you think when you uh when you're casting out demons from someone, that the test to see if the demon has left is to ask them to say Jesus. Demons say Jesus, they say it confidently. But that's not what it means. It means that when you begin to cast it out, all they see is Jesus. That when you speak and say, I command you to leave. There is no need to say, I command you to live in the name of Jesus. When you say, I command you to live, it is as though Jesus was saying, I command you to live. Because it is the same authority, the same power that Jesus would have used if he was standing there. The same power. So there is no need to always say the name of Jesus. And then after you say the name of Jesus, you peep to see if there is a difference. It is embodying the name. It is becoming the embodiment of that name. That when you speak and command things, when you speak and command things in the same authority, in the same ferocity as Jesus would have done. Jesus himself never cast out anything and said in the name of the Father. He would stand up and tell the storm, peace, be still. He'd say, peace, be still. And because he had embodied peace, peace would move out. If it was so, he would be saying, peace, be still in the name of Jesus. Peace, be still in my name. Oh, it is in my name, the name of Jesus. No, 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 no. It was he had been the embodiment of the father. So he had to manifest the name of the father. That is the same with you. That is the same with you. That is the same with you. That when you embody, because you have received him. You have become a child. And not only a child, a son of God. A son that carries his name. A son that carries the name of Christ. A co-heir with Christ. So anything you speak is his word. Anything you speak is his word. Galatians 4. Galatians 4. Is someone getting this? 4 verse 4. Let's read from verse 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. Paul is saying if your father has an inheritance and you're still a child he does not give it to you you are not different from any servant you're not different from any worker that your father has employed but is under guardians and stewards until time appointed by the father what does it mean what does it mean what does it mean this is a culture This is a culture where where rich men employ managers to manage their estates. Though they have children who can manage their estates because their estates eventually belong to them. It it doesn't happen like that. So the the workers, the guardians continue to, to, to steward what has been appointed by the father to the children. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. When we were children, we were in bondage, meaning we did not understand. We did not understand how to take care, how to work in the name of the father, how to work in the name of the father. But when the fullness of the time had come, when the fullness of the time had come, when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So Christ came to manifest the name to manifest the name so that when you are born, you can be adopted into that name. He came to complete, to fulfill the law, so that you and I can have the privilege to carry the name, to carry the name, to carry the name. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God, meaning they carry the name of God. They are the representation of of God. But for, uh, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness in our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. I say that joint heirs does not mean that there is a separation of the inheritance. It means that there is a full, the inheritance is accorded to you 100% as it is accorded to Christ 100%. It is not divided that I get 10% because I pray more and you get 15% because you read the word more. And then there's a past another one who gets 1% because they pray once a week. No, 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 no. That person who prays once a week and that person who prays seven days a week, they get 100%, 100% of the inheritance. The difference is that when this person prays seven times a week, they they get more understanding of the inheritance that has been deposited with them. And they do more, not because they pray, but because they have an understanding of the inheritance that has been deposited for them. So when you don't practice these things, when you don't practice these things, or when you practice them out of an obligation, it becomes frustrating because understanding is made is not is not input there's no input of an understanding there's no input of an understanding so when there's an input of an understanding when they, when you understand what it is you are doing you come to the full realization of what has been deposited for you the injustice that we face as believers is not an injustice that has come out of God. It is an injustice that we have caused to ourselves because of lack of understanding. So there is one who prays seven days a week, but without an understanding of the inheritance that has been given to them. So their produce is is limited. There is one who prays once a week, and because of lack of an understanding, they pray for one time a week. And then there is one who prays seven days a week, but they have an understanding and that understanding shows forth because they begin to manifest the name that they understand the carry. Lack of prayer is, an, is, is lack of understanding. Too much prayer and, and no manifestation is lack of understanding. Let me say that again. Lack of prayer is a lack of understanding. Too much prayer with zero manifestation is lack of understanding. Is as a result of lack of understanding. Joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together. Remember what when Christ was saying, I sanctify myself so that they may be sanctified This is what Paul is saying. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 1. Hebrews 1, I'm about to finish. Hebrews 1. From today, when you walk into places, you know that the name of Christ has walked in. Hebrews 1. Thank you, Jesus. God, who at various times, in various ways, spoke in time past to the fathers <clears throat> by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and up holding all things by the word of his power. When he had himself purged, our, when, when he by himself purged, our sins sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance, listen to that, as he has, By inheritance, obtained a more excellent name than they. He's become much better than the angels because he, by inheritance, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Having become so much better than the angels, he has, uh, as he has, by inheritance, Inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. The angels have a name. But by inheritance, he has obtained a more excellent name. This is the same inheritance that you and I carry. It is the same inheritance that we have been called into. It is the same inheritance that we have been brought into by the spirit of adoption. We've not been called to be angels. So we do not worship angels, we do not bow down to angels, we do not, we do not, we do not get amazed by angels because we understand by inheritance we have obtained a much better name. For which for to which of the angels did he say? You are my son. Today I have begotten you. And again, did he say, "I will be to him a father, and he shall me to be a, to me a, he shall be to me a son"? No, he did not say that to the angels. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, "Let all the angels of God worship him." And the and to the angels he says. makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire but to the sun he says your throne oh god is forever and ever a sceptre of righteousness and a scepter of your kingdom you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness therefore god your god has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions and you lord In the beginning laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens and the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. And they will all grow old like a garment, like a clock. You will fold them up. And they will be changed, but you are the same. You are the same, and your eyes will not fade. And your ears will not fade. But which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand? which of the angels does he ever say sit at my right hand till i make your enemies your footstool he has never said that but he has said this to the son but to the son he says your throne oh god is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness these are the words of the father to the son therefore god your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And he says, you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. And they will all grow all like a garment. Like a clock, you will fold them up and they will be changed. But you are the same and your eyes will not fade your eyes will not fail. He did not say this to the angels, but he said this to the son, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. That is, that is what it means to come, of, to come in the name of, to come in the name of, to come in the name of, to bear the name of Christ, to bear the name of Christ. Philippians 2. only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. That's a story for another day. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men. So he did all this. He came in the likeness of man. He came in the in the form of a bond servant. But at the same time, he did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. He did not demean himself to be equal with God. Though he took the stature of lowliness, never did it ring in his mind that he was not equal to God. Because he was had been found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross, a shameful death. Therefore, God has highly exalted him. Therefore, God has highly exalted him. He has highly exalted him because he humbled himself. He humbled himself, yet at the same time, did not consider himself not capable to manifest the name of God. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, those of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. At the name of Jesus, at your name, at the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, we bless the Lord. We must embody the name. And this is the why. This is the last scripture we are reading. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This is why. This is why. This is why it is important. This is why it is important. Very, very important. For the love of God, verse 14. For the love of Christ compels us because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died. I sanctified myself so that they can be sanctified. I sanctify myself so that they can be sanctified because if one died, then all died. And he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves but for him who died for them and rose again. He died so that you can live his life, that you can take up his name. It was not that you can be calling his name for no reason or without understanding. Is that you can become his name. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. We've been given the ministry of reconciliation because we've been given the name of Christ. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed us to the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are ambassadors for Christ, representing Christ, being the embodiment of Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore on you, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God be reconciled to God. That is our work. That's why we've been given the name of Jesus. We've been given the name of Jesus because we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. And we reconcile people back to the name of Jesus. Back to the name of Jesus. I said before, that a name comes after an input. A name does not not just come. We do not speak of the fame of one name because... We just know the name. There are some things that that name has done that has made us be able to speak of that name. Be you might be a, a person's name, the name of Christ. There's something that that name has done. And in Psalm 138 verse 2, David talks about how God has put his word above his name. He has put his word above his name. The name of Christ I said a name refers to something. The name Jesus refers to the word. The name Jesus refers to the word. If you want to understand the name of Jesus, you have to look through the word. It is the word that is the identity of God. It is the word that is the character traits of God, the attributes of God, the integrity of God. So that when the name Jesus is mentioned, it is the integrity of the word that is being mentioned. The reason demons flee at the name of Jesus is because when they hear the name Jesus, they hear the integrity of the word. They hear the power of the word. They hear the affluence of the word. The reason sickness disappears at the name of Jesus is because it refers sickness back to the word. And in the word, there is no sickness. There is no room for sickness. The name of Jesus refers to the word. The reason the word has been placed above his name, the word is supreme, is because the name refers. The name refers. My pastor says that you can tread, you can tramp on, you can step on the name of Jesus, but never dare, ever, never, ever dare to step on the word of God. I'm here to tell you today, you cannot do any of that. You cannot do any of that. You cannot, you cannot step on his name because the moment you step on his name, you are taken back to the word. It refers, it points you to the word, points you to the word. From today, may there be tremendous understanding on you. May you grow in understanding that every time you walk into a space in the name of has happened, in the name of has happened. The moment you begin to pray and declare things in the name of, in the name of, in the name of, in the name of, may you come to that point where it is not just about being religious that you have to say in the name of Jesus. May you come to that point where when you say in the name of Jesus, there is tremendous results of that name. Tremendous results of what that name can do. It is not just a tradition. It is not just something we do without thinking. May you have understanding. May you embody that name. That when you begin to say in the name of Jesus. Good things happen. Great things happen. Power is dispensed. Authority is dispensed. The attributes of Christ are dispensed. May you walk in the name of Jesus. May you walk in the name of Jesus. May you walk in the name of Jesus. May you eat in the name of Jesus. May you sleep in the name of Jesus. May you drink in the name of Jesus. May you travel in the name of Jesus. May you shake hands in the name of Jesus results of the name must be seen. Results of the name must be seen from you. I decree this in the name of Jesus. 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 That the results of the name will be seen. That you are an embodiment of that name. Father, I pray that we become one, that we become one, that we become one, that we understand completely what it means to be adopted to the name. I decree that you are a son. 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 So I bless your name and I glorify your name. It is done in Jesus' 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 name. Amen. 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 We're not leaving anything to chance. 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 God bless you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.